Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. So today we have Eric Tyrone Brown. Good morning. Good evening. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he is a dream interpreter. He is a public speaker. He also teaches dream interpretation. And I think it's safe to say that you also have some psychic abilities, lots of clairs, and from what I've gathered on your amazing website and on your Instagram, you are quite adventurous, spontaneous person. Is there anything I left out? <laughs> I just swam with whale sharks for the first time two days ago. No way! Yeah, I should add that to my bio. It's the world's largest fish, but it's called a whale shark to confuse me. Is it half whale, half shark? It looks like half whale, half shark, but it's actually in fish. So tell our listeners where you're at. I'm in Kopangan, Thailand. It's a little island off Thailand. A beautiful little island. There's a, a big spiritual community here. Just, you know, like people in the yoga, health, wellness. So there's all the healthy eats and places to go around here. Oh my gosh. Can you um, send me the address? I'm going to book my flight tonight. <laughs> you know, my house doesn't have an address, but I'll send you to the place close by. Where okay. they have the vegan cheese at the bottom of the hill. Oh, perfect. Uh So is that what took you there? Was the spiritual community? Uh, Spiritual community, good vibe tribe community, and ocean. Uh, The last six years I've lived in the tropics, it was Kauai, Bali, and now here. So where was home for you in the States? Good old Virginia. Really? Virginia. Nice. For starters, I wanted to just have you maybe talk just a little bit about what led you into your purpose and what led you to be a dream interpreter. It's a nutshell version of my life. It was actually quite an organic process for me. So with Mm -hmm. dreams, dreams always stood out to me from an early age as something different, something that just caught my attention from a really early age, my single digits. Uh, When I was 14, I discovered an esoteric store a block away from my grandparents' house. And that was like heaven for me. It's like wow. this, places like this exist, books on astral travel, and they're having psychic readings. There's crystals. I hadn't been introduced to that until that moment I discovered that store. And uh, from there, I found a dream book. I'm like, oh, dreams. So I, I read that and learned some things about dreams. But since then, I haven't read any books on dreams. It's all been an intuitive process for me, which mm-hmm. later has been confirmed when I'm, when I watch a video or, you know, watch, uh, you know, someone that's been doing dreams for 60 years, teaching dreams for 60 years and hearing the same things confirmed to me. So that's been validating. The universe does that. And I love that. I always believed, well, I just went to ET con, but I always believed in ETs, extraterrestrials from an early age and always dreams stood out to me going forward, you know, working as an adult, I was in a sales job in the big city in San Francisco and in a skyscraper and I was about to make some cash, some cash like I hadn't made before. And that job let me go. And I realized that job, the reason they had so many uh, ex-employees contacting them and hacking their sites was because they were letting people go just before they closed big sales. Mm. Um, So anyways, that was just not to take it to a negative place, but that was my tipping point. I got so frustrated that I went out, sat on the curb, in San Francisco, everyone's walking by in their suits and everything. And I could check out my journal, which is also my dream journal, and just start writing the word, the F word, on pages and pages, different sizes, big, small. What were you writing? The word what? The, the F word. Oh, the, the F word. 
Oh, yeah, word. I know that F-word. one. Yeah, all, on all the kinds of pages. And, and as I'm doing this, this process of just writing the F word, I had a profound experience. I had all these flashes of psychic and paranormal and mystical experiences I had through my life since a kid and up to the adult time too, just flashed in my mind's eye. And like, and I'm getting chills as I share that. And yeah. so like, okay, this can't be all. There is definitely something more. And I want to, I'm frustrated with this world. I want to go explore this and see what's going on here because I've had some crazy experiences. So I started studying spirituality, different religions, and then in doing that came across ETs and that kind of search. I read some books on that of people's encounters. And this whole time, dreams are a big part of my life, journaling and filling up yeah. journals and translating them for myself. And um, yeah, from there, I'm trying to keep this in a nutshell. I started studying, actually, I was a stuntman for a little bit while I was in San Francisco. At that same time, I was doing stunts. I got introduced to Kundalini Yoga, so I'm doing yoga, not knowing, I'm just following a video. I don't know anything about Mm -hmm. the spiritual aspects of yoga at that point. Mm -hmm. Then I start reading Autobiography of a Yogi, and then doing the yoga, and then I had a Kundalini release, and then, which I didn't know was a Kundalini release until months afterwards. I'm very curious. I'm going to have to stop you in your nutshell. You're going to have to expand that nut a little because I've never (laughs) met anybody. Sorry. I've never met anybody that um, has ever had a Kundalini release before. Can you explain that? Curious to know what you experienced. So at the time, I didn't do this on purpose. Okay. Something that that wanted to happen. So yeah, just doing yoga, reading autobiography of a yogi, which was opening my mind. And then uh, I don't know if I was in meditation or doing a yoga pose or what happened, but I felt this pulse of energy from the lower spine. I felt something going up my spine, very tangible and physical. I could feel it. Wow. Uh, it wasn't like, am I feeling it? No, it was like, I feel this. It wasn't subtle. No, because this lasted for about two weeks and it was this oh pulse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was this pulse going up. Okay. A very consistent rate of new speed. I didn't time it, but it would go wow. up to the crown and back down up to the crown and back down. And I just felt it for about two weeks. And that first day after having that experience, I was working this job just down the town at the at Pier 39, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, oh, I've been there. there was, I love that one. Okay, there's these little go-karts you can rent. They're like three wheels, little yellow vehicles. You've probably seen them. I was yeah. just working that job and then because it allowed me freedom to do stunts. But as I'm standing there, Fisherman's Wharf, just looking around, all of a sudden, I, I realize what's going on. Like everything looks more vivid. I was just tripping out. Like everything mm-hmm. looks vivid. What's going on? Why are the colors? What's what's happening? And then here come flashes again. Now I get all these flashes, of things I'm doing, things I don't want to do anymore, things I want to do. And then from oh. that point on, I started studying energy medicine. Like that shift. I stopped doing stunts from hurting my body to healing. And so that Kundalini experience for me, my experience of it was for about two weeks, I didn't feel like I needed to sleep. And that night I would just lay down and do the motion because that's what I had to do. And then I would eventually fall asleep, but I had so much energy and then it eventually faded. And when I felt that it was fading, I wanted to hold on to it. I didn't want to lose mm-hmm. it, but yeah. you know, but that, oh, that yeah. uh, peak experience did fade. Thank you for sharing That's crazy. That. When Mandy and I were going through our awakening, we started to have these symptoms over a span of like maybe three or four years. And I remember 
looking up our symptoms, you know, we're trying to self-diagnose ourselves. And one day, I think I even called you up, man, you probably don't even remember. And I was like, dude, I said, we could have some sort of Dalali or Delaney or, you know, like, I'm reading like Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I don't, like, I don't know what this word means, but we have like all the symptoms though. And, and then I'm like, no, but I did see a lot of spiritual awakening, spiritual awakening. And I don't think that her and I were going through a Kundalini release. You know, the symptoms, you got all of them within two weeks, what most people get over a span of time. Yeah, it, it was pretty accelerated. There were times where the energy was too much and I would actually start to get headaches. Some people actually use like um, ayahuasca, mushrooms. In fact, I was going to take some before we started our session, but it's too late. Some people will use that to have a quick awakening sometimes. What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, plant medicine. I, I think plant medicine's fine if you feel called to it. But I personally don't recommend anyone do it, but I also don't not recommend anyone to do it. You know, I just say, if you feel drawn to it, do it. You don't need it, but it is yeah. a tool that's there that can show you the door of what's possible. So this is what I'm really asking and getting to. Do you recommend somebody do a Kundalini release? There are tools and ways you could do those things, but if you're not ready, I know what happens when it's supposed to, like an alarm goes off when you're ready. I feel like I'm on the same page with you with that, to not try to force it to happen. Apparently mine just happened naturally, so I was ready to handle it, but I have heard stories where some people get a little lost. Um, yeah. Because it, it can be life shattering, and it was, it was life changing for me. Once you had the Kundalini, is that kind of when everything started to come to surface? Yeah, shortly after that, as I started studying energy medicine, which is a fancy word for Reiki and healing touch, I started to be able to feel energy and get glimpses and see energy. Your stuff on Instagram, I just have to say, is very inspiring. You can't help but smile while you're scrolling through. I love your videos that you do. I love all the different topics. I love your vulnerability. You definitely have one of my most favorite Instagram pages, and I would highly uh, recommend it to our listeners because it's very positive, a lot of knowledge. So I just- I appreciate that feedback so much. That's so yeah. nice to hear. I love all your quotes that you do yourself. It's very personal, yeah. Kate. Yeah, I just, one day, like, got guidance that it's time to start sharing my stories. If I'm tuning into this information that I should share it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm doing now. I love um, it. Do you consider yourself a shaman? I've never like have labeled myself that, but when I look at the definition, I know that I am, but it's not mm -hmm. something I ever call myself. Can you define it for our listeners? Yeah. It's uh, someone that basically gets information from, let's say the subtle realms or the other side mm -hmm. and brings it back here to share into this 3D world. Mm -hmm. We all do that in our dreams. I love So we're that. all shamans. Yes. Yeah. I really loved that definition that you had on your website of a shaman. If you could talk more about that, you said your dreams are an untapped transformation tool and healing modality that we have access to every single night. It's a totally untapped resource that most of the world is not using. And we spend one third of our life sleeping and have like 1,500 to 2,000 dreams a year. None of them are random. They're all informational. Once you learn to understand your dreams, and I really encourage people to not look up dream symbols online. It's okay if you're doing that, but uh, I teach you to not look up dream symbols, to not use a dream dictionary. Reason being that the same dream symbol, which a dream symbol is just anything in your dream, person, place, thing, animal, 
uh, may represent something different to you versus me versus another person. It completely different things. So uh, one example really quickly is a, a dream of a lion. You, know, you can look up a dream symbol and say a lion is this, but what does a lion represent to me? So let's say person A is from some part of Africa where lions are a real threat and they've actually lost members of their family from lions. They have to really yeah. be actually on the lookout for them. Lions, that person might represent something completely different to the girl that's parents were zoologists that specialized in lions. And so she was raised with tame lions and laying on lions and hugging lions. You know, they might have a different experience there versus yeah. someone like yeah. me who's only seen them on TV and dreams. Carol Baskin probably thinks a little different about tigers than Joe Exotic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so, so we have this resource and I just get all like, geeked out and like excited. Like you, like you have this information every night. Mm -hmm. like, I just want to like shake people. This is yeah. a video of Neil Tyson deGrasse. He's like, we're made of all the stuff of the stars. We're made of it. He's like, I just want to shake people in the street and say, did you know this? Like, yeah. what, I want to yeah. shake a baby all day. <laughs> all day. Like, and you yeah. have dreams every night that are guiding you. It's like we're getting a, a, a cheat sheet. Like you're playing Nintendo, right? you know, you've got your little codes and you can get like an infinity invincible code. Yeah. It, it's, it's like each night we sleep, we're getting this cheat sheet of like, mm -hmm. hey, here's something that's in your mind that you're thinking of, that's in your subconscious, that's not serving you. It's holding you back. Here it is okay. so you can see it. And actually, here's some solutions. Here's some right. emotions and feelings and things that you could do to help move past those blocks. So once you start to see that, as you're journaling your dreams, you may not know right away, but as you write it out and start looking through it, you just start having these aha moments. You start to see yeah. where it connects to your waking life. Don't just let it sit in your dream journal. Take those insights, make like an affirmation out of it, something that you can remember. Put it on your phone as a reminder that repeats every day. Write it on your calendar. Write it somewhere you're going to see it every day because now you're taking that wisdom, that hidden gem from your dream that's just going to collect dust in your dream journal you're taking it out and now you're applying it and actually living it because you're seeing it every day you give us this, an example of maybe one of your own personal experiences yeah i was climbing a, a mountain and i heard a voice that just said you can only go up hmm. so it's like you can only go up so it's like get out of this black-based mindset you can only go up that one-liner so some dreams and this is what when you start consciously paying attention to dreams, you start to have more of these direct, I call them direct dreams or DMs. It was relevant for me at that time to just move out of that lack-based mindset of like worry about the next thing, the next thing coming in, the next job, the next whatever it was. Uh, uh, having that little mantra was just a little spark of inspiration that I can only go up. And when you say these things to yourself regularly, you're rewriting your neural pathways lack-based or fear-based to love-based and abundance-based. So that's the idea of having that, seeing that message every day, because we have to reprogram these, this societal programming we've received. And so that's why I say use the technology, set a reminder, let it repeat every day. Just reprogram, reprogram, be gentle on yourself. When you forget, just come back, come back to it, come back to it, come back to it. You can only go up. You can only go up. You can only go up. So nightmares are good, huh? Because I don't know how this big, hairy, creepy man that follows me around in a dark house is good, but. 
Yeah, okay, well, maybe saying good is not the way to say it, but maybe it's, it's not bad. Because what's showing up in our dreams is our predominant thought patterns or predominant beliefs that are running the show. It's like our autopilot. If we've got some fear-based thought that's running in the background, it's, it's holding us back. You know, it's, it's holding us back from expressing freely, from pursuing this, from mm-hmm. talking to this person, whatever it is. And so the nightmare is, is showing you what the feeling is, is connected to. So mm. the, what you want to do is identify the feeling from the dream. Like, okay. There's the big, hairy, scary yeah. person. What were the feelings in the dream? And then those feelings in the dream, it's like, oh, I was so scared. I was anxious. I was in a room. I couldn't find a door. I'm just making this part up. You know, as an example. Oh, okay. So you feel scared and confined and stuck. Okay. Where do you feel scared, confined and stuck in life? Ah, you know, I'm in this job and I really don't want to do it. Or yeah. So now you see how you can start applying it, but the feeling is the healing. And so the feeling is giving you the clue of what it's connected to. The feeling is the healing. Yeah. I didn't coin that, but I love that. No, I love that because I think a lot of times when people talk about their dreams, we're describing the colors or the incident or, you know, where we're at, but we forget to describe and look into the feelings and that's where the healing is. I really like that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So often I get messages of people asking, Hey, I had this dream about this and that. And every time I just have to say, reflect back on that dream, go back into that dream. What were the thoughts and feelings you had? And I always like to add thoughts and feelings too, because sometimes you can identify what you were thinking. So really just sit, sitting with it and using discernment. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. All kinds of dreams were popping in my head that I knew were, that I know are significant. And now I wish I wouldn't have just wrote down what they were. I wish I would have wrote down how they made me feel. Now, some of the more vivid ones, I think I do know how I felt. Someone had recently shared with us that vivid dreams are not just dreams. God are subconscious dreams. Your brain is organizing the day, clearing things, mm-hmm. and, and also showing you things at the same time. Then you've got dreams that are, let's say, a premonition, or it's showing you something that could happen, a version of something that could happen. Okay, right. And again, okay, so I had this dream where, I'm just making this up, let's see, I had this dream where I... Crashed my tricycle. Right, so it's crashed my tricycle. Yep, so it's like, okay, what were the feelings in that dream where I crashed my tricycle? Mm. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, ah, this feeling. Okay, what's this feeling connected to? Ah, it's connected to this. So if I keep going this way, I'm mm. pushing so hard in this area. And that's what I felt in this dream. It's connected to. So if I keep pushing like that, I might, quote unquote, crash. crash. It may not wow. actually be okay. a tricycle crash. But it could be, and it's showing you that, or it could be you just get super sick. It's, it's a possibility of what could come, giving you a hit. So you, some people call those signal dreams. It's like giving you a signal or warning. Wow. Like, yo, you're going to crash your tricycle if you keep going like this. Like, <laughs> <Right>. Chill out. <laughs> I just had a dream recently, and I was surprised of my emotion. I felt like I should have felt a way in my dream that I would have felt in, in my body now. And I was surprised that I didn't. It was very odd. So I was driving down the wrong side of the road. And I was like, I, it was fine. I was totally fine. I was like, it's okay. 
I'm just going to turn around. It's all good. And then when I woke up, I'm like, I don't know why I wasn't freaking out. I should have been freaking out. <laughs> but I didn't. I was totally cool and calm. We'll just turn around. That, I love that dream. That's, it's showing you the progress that you've made, that you're not reacting the same way that you would normally. Yeah. It's all good. I'm just going to turn I around. I spill my milk. I'm just going to clean it up and pour a new glass. I was in a red Lamborghini and I didn't care. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And that, okay. So this is another thing too. So if you think like you drive a, a, a 1980 Honda, you know, around some turns, you're going to feel, okay, it feels like this. Then you hop in a Lamborghini and you drive that around turns. It's going to drive so much smoother. That Lamborghini is representing your consciousness. It was symbolic of, yeah. of your growth. Like you got a Lamborghini mind. You've got a Lamborghini <laughs> Jedi mind. I do. Shanna, you went yeah. from a 1980 Honda to a red Lamborghini, my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You also talked about how dreams can take you to other worlds. I want to know if you've been to my world. I have a futuristic reoccurring dream, and I know two people who have the same dream. So I'm very curious to see. I want to if hear that world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so with the astral world, and Shannon, this may have been what you were talking about with some dreams that are more vivid are a little different mm -hmm. than just your subconscious yeah. playing out. Uh, and often, go. yeah, those dreams are, you're actually going to astral realms. Astral yes. realms being realms that are at a higher, at a different frequency. Taking so, notes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, in our sleep, we astral travel. <laughs> and astral travel is its own thing where you can just lay down and you're not going to sleep. You just, I'm going to go astral travel. But in our sleep, we astral travel. And when you wake up and become lucid, you could consciously choose where you go. But often there's another part of us that is choosing, even though we may not be conscious of why did I end up on this planet or this futuristic place? Or, like there's been studies where people have lucid dreamed mm -hmm. to the same place and they can describe it and things don't change there. It's a real world. It's not a mm -hmm. quote unquote dream world where all of a sudden everything's morphing and things are changing you know it's it's a real tangible place mm -hmm. astral realms where we often go where we dream and we can go to places where other people it's not their dream world but to us you know we're there in our astral bodies but they're there and that's their their residence mm. the place that i go to other people have been to the exact same place and the whole time we're talking we're like oh my god you know, I knew that they were seeing what I, what I see. I've been there many times over the years, and so have them. It is kind of like an airport. It is very sleek, clean, grays and whites. There's not a lot of color. There's getting a, chills. There's, Keep it's going. like a terminal, kind of. You feel very high. You don't feel like you're on Earth, actually. But I've never actually looked outside, but you just don't have that sense. There's not a ton of people. Everything is smooth there's no angles okay it's just very strange daughter has been there many times and so is my boss and as we're talking about and they're telling me stuff i'm like yes and i always feel like i'm looking for somebody i'm walking through kind of searching i was getting chills as you were sharing this i don't know if it's the same place but very similar place that i've been to uh, in the past year and i was taken there by bashar Bashar is a being that's channeled by a dude named Daryl. Daryl's the human who channels this being named Bashar for like almost okay. 30 years now. Bashar is a regular contact in my dreams. And okay. in this dream astral experience, Bashar took me to this, it was like an airport. 
but it was in space. I was the only human that I saw, uh, at least in the only human form. It was like the movie Valerian, if you saw that. We've got all these different species. It was all these different species. It was some sort of place where people go and like travel. There's the various parts of the galaxy, but it was in space. So I did see outside. Okay. Space. Uh, and so he actually had us against the wall. I mean, a friend actually. He took us to stand against the wall. We were just leaning back and he said, just watch, just observe. That's what he said. He said, just watch. He was just showing us. I mm-hmm. wasn't looking for anything. He was just, he's like, hey, just observe. You were people so, watching. You were all kinds of species watching. I, I was species watching. Yes. Okay, yes. so that was at, what's like, happening just, just to watch. me, yeah. what's happening okay. to me as you're talking is I'm having memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's when I know that something's up, right? I mean, how do I have memories of what you're saying? That's it. The flashes come in. And I have goosebumps all over me right now. What's really weird is you guys were talking. I mean, it's already there. Your head's kind of morphed because of your background, but it was like flashing like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see it? Shanna? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see it. I see it. (laughs) There's an apparition of some sorts behind you materializing. Look at it. Oh, Oh, oh my God. What the hell is that? (laughs) It's a spaceship and it comes and goes. Wow, Shanna is dematerializing. Okay. I've had three ET experiences and I had one just the other day in the same spot. On your bed? Oh, uh-huh. Let's geek out on these ET experiences real fast, please. It's very much connected to dreams. What do you mean when you say that, that it's very connected to dreams? In the sense that uh, for me, it's, it was my, my gateway into contact. They already knew I was open and I believe because if you look at ancient history, it's written in stone across all culture. You can't deny it. It's yes. there. If you deny it, it's cognitive dissonance, but <laughs> it's there and it's okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So it started in my dreams, started having contact in my dreams. Awesome. And I realized these dreams were more vivid. You know, they were more mundane, even though it was someone that wasn't human. It was just like, we're just sitting or standing or walking and talking, being taught information, being told okay. information. Things weren't disappearing. It was just very normal <laughs> in, in quotes. It'd be different beings. And then I would see some of the same beings again, various species, and then sometimes different ships, but then sometimes reoccurring ships. One of the recurring ships I see is a black metallic ship, shiny black, engraved what looks like some sort of ancient Greek writing, even like a pre-Greek writing, older than the Greek we know, but Mm -hmm. similar, engraved on the outside of the ship. Yeah, so I started having this contact in dreams. And then after years of that I said inwardly I like to call them star family now mm-hmm. or sky crew <laughs> yeah it's like star family I want to see you in my waking state clear mind no plant medicine clear mind waking state I want to see you to help ground it in my human brain and my human body because anyone listening like you might have this experience where you have some pretty wild mystical experience and then time goes by it's easy to think back was that real? Did I really have that experience? Was that real? Or did I make oh my God, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to doubt because the world around us isn't really supporting that yet fully, you know, except for like, you know, when we connect with each other like now. So it's easy to doubt that. So I said, hey, I want to see you in my waking state. Long story short, when I was 10, I did see one way in the distance, way up in the sky doing zigzags. In my adult life, it was 2014. I had a glowing orb ship, completely silent hover above, fly right above me and three other friends. And that was the first like adult life contact in the physical. 
because I said, hey, I want to see you in the waking state. Then it wasn't until 2018 that I then saw five and they would come to the house and just hover, like glowing orb. And every time I'd have someone else there to validate that with me. And so now I'm breaking it Mount tangible because this is what I want. It's like, no matter how much you believe or even know that they're real, it's still this thing that seems a little too far to reach. It still seems kind of airy and ethereal. But yeah. now it's like, how do we ground it? Like just as real as holding your phone in your hand or just as real as the chair you're sitting on and just as real as us talking. Like yeah. that's how real it is. But now like we ground this. These experiences have helped ground how real that is for me. The dreams come in because that was my initial contact before having the waking experience. It's a place where we feel safer and often in dreams, but also in the waking experiences happens at your house often because that's a place where you feel the most safe. You've got your room to retreat to, you know? Yeah. So often they happen at home. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I've been getting messages lately about how I need to quit creating these boundaries for myself. I don't take it to the next level. I love that you're saying, you know, just talk to them, ask them to make themselves present. I love how you said, please come in my awakenings and present yourself to me while I'm here. Shanna and I were just talking the other day about how sometimes we're selfishly seeing what we can get from them or get from our spirit guides, but we never, we forget to really tap in and ask them about them and learn about them. I have a comment and I'm trying to find it in my dream journals, dude. I went and got them all because <laughs> yeah. I, I too have seen the Greek writing. Mm, and yeah. I have it written in, and so I'm going to have to find out and I'll message you yeah. or something about that. Dream. Thank God that I do write down some of them. But even after I write them down, I often forget the details. Do you ever use meditation or other forms when you are in your waking hours, not sleeping? Can you use meditation to go to those places? Yeah, that would be astral, astral travel. travel. Okay. Yeah, or yeah. astral projection. You connect with spirit guides. And again, like the star family, I'm talking about ETs. They're just a divine entourage. You know, your divine entourage might be angelic realm beings, fairies, dragons, ETs, whatever you connect with. So you can call on your spirit guides and they're like, hey, spirit guide, can you help me? I'd like to start traveling or here, going here or doing this. Just inviting in support. Those were the words I'm looking for. I'm forgetting to take it to that level of inviting in support. Like I'm connecting, but then I need to take it to that next level and trust it's it. A, it's an invitation because how often do you just show up at someone's house and just walk in their door without even knocking? It's the same thing. They want an invitation. I've always sensed paranormal stuff, but recently I've had things moving around my house. Everyone in the house have seen different things. Usually I can tell if it's a good energy or bad energy, right? It's neither. It's a different energy. <laughs> Neutral. So I was sitting here in my bed actually working on a podcast and I hadn't moved for a good half an hour and I had a whole tray of crystals to the left of me on a nightstand that's at least a foot away from me and all of a sudden just everything started moving on it you know loud and I looked over like what the fuck you know <laughs> just everything had been happening you know I mean several things had even happened that day everyone's seeing it in the house so I just decided to connect with it right I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, then who are you? You're obviously very much trying to get my attention. You're following me too. I mean, I'm trying to chill in my room. And so I put my <laughs> hand out, like Reiki vibes, I say, all of a sudden my hand just 
just starts tingling as I reach for to sense energy if I if I feel any kind of aura of anything. And oh boy, oh I do right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shanna, you're adorable. Wait, wait, <laughs> I'm reenacting exactly what happened in the same spot. Oh. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, because I'm clairvoyant, all I see is an ET. And I can draw him. I can draw him. I ever always have a really hard time explaining what I see. I can explain what I feel. I know I could draw it. I'm not a, I'm not a drawer. Me neither. <laughs> I wish I was because so many times yeah. I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to draw that. I want to draw that. I want to draw that. We just talked to a girl out of Scotland who she gets her downloads from ETs and through her art. And yeah. her art is okay. unbelievable. Can you guys see what I drew? Um, let me see. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it looks like see. a stick oh. figure, Shanna. There he is. That's my drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My God. No, actually, I could describe him a little bit more. Actually, uh, Shanna, what you were describing were they were they grays? Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah, they uh -huh. were small. They were almost as small as me. Probably same height as me. Shanna's, yeah. Anna's like a tiny. They were. <laughs> very clean yeah, yeah um, i've seen the grays before yeah and they're not all bad and wow. and they've got a bad rap um really? even the, the yeah they have a bad rap but they're not no bad. they're not uh -uh, no this dude exactly. wants to like hang out with me well yeah. i mean wouldn't want to hang out with you yeah exactly <laughs> he's checking out my stones he's my friend yeah, got some nice stones stone. Yeah. yeah, it must yeah. be all of those tectites and meteorites. They're like, hey, yeah, this is from my, where I live. There's different species of greys from what I understand, okay. but I've, I have seen the greys and like small, shorter greys. I know there's taller ones too, but yeah. I've seen the little ones, really little. Yeah, yeah they're really little. little. But Not really intelligent. Not scary at all. Not scary, Aww. warm presence. When you look at like the books that have been written, people that like hypnotherapists that have had all these experiences of people sharing you know, encounters. I feel that as I go through my journey, when I'm able to discuss this with someone who's like, oh my God, me too. It just makes life so much better, doesn't it? Even just us talking about this makes me feel better because I just shared with the world that I have You're a little alone. gray alien next to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I do believe in them. I believe that there's been a huge cover up on the whole thing. With yeah, insiders have come out and other governments have shared and there's what? documents. Give us some references that we could look up. To. You know, I'm not the best for books, so. Okay. Yeah. I think you're so special because you haven't gone online and read a bunch of books. Like you said yeah. before, a lot of the stuff that you have seen and have learned is through your own personal experiences. Is that correct? That's right. And I was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday who was sharing mm -hmm. the same thing. We were just talking about and geeking out on how cool it is when you have an experience and you later read about it. And, oh, and it that's confirms. what I'm saying, yes. Like what you're saying, yeah, when you, when yes. you share stories and you're like, oh, yes. okay, you had that experience too. Oh. It's the universe validating, like, yes, mm -hmm. you're not crazy. You're, yeah. you're a little cray, but yeah. all, right. in, the, all well, in the best ways. Okay. Yeah, right. all in yeah. the best ways. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's that validation. And so that's been my path. And sure, I've read things and I've watched videos of things, but for the most part, I haven't done a whole lot of that. It's been personal experience, which has been later validated. Here's a resource though, and, and this is the one where I, I actually like prefer to point people to, is their own inner resource and exploring mm -hmm. that. Everything that's in a book, someone 
had to tap into something and they shared it. I'm so very excited and blessed that we connected because we always wanted to speak with someone, Hamandi, that experienced ETs before. He found us. It was meant to be. I just Um, came out of my ET closet. (laughs) They're definitely guided more ways than we are aware of. And so I like what you said and like what Mandy was trying to say is that probably should have maybe did some meditation, maybe sent some intentions before I went to sleep or something to connect with them. But I didn't ask why you're here. That's Uh, exactly what I was trying to say. I've had a lot of dreams where I'm actually pulled out of my sleep. And you know, Shanna, that I sleep like a rock. And there's (laughs) this very clear message that was meant for me. And then I forget to take it to that next step and, you know, try to connect with it. We are half-assed, dude. We're not (laughs) sitting with our feelings for our dreams, but we're writing them all down. That's great. You know what I mean? I just love how you are reminding us just to take it that next step. It's so important. Yeah. I think if I had to have one label, it'd be the reminder. (laughs) It's so hard for them to finally connect with us. And then you don't even ask why. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and to give a resource for, for anyone that listens to this, if you feel drawn to this, to connect with spirit guides, if you haven't already, or if you want to connect with them more, it doesn't matter if they're ETs or angelic realm. It doesn't matter at all who they are, or what form they take. A lot of fear comes up around this when people say, oh, be careful. You're going to contact, yeah. you know, some bad guys and some bad girls. And, but if you just say this intention to yourself, something like this, your own way, mm-hmm. loving spirit guides, you've got my back, right? I only welcome in my loving supportive spirit guides. I know that I'm only calling in my loving supportive spirit guides and nothing else. Just saying something like that, that's just an yeah. because the fear itself, which creates the vibration, the frequency of fear, which attracts the like vibration. So it's mm. the fear itself, which is more likely to attract that. Our spirit guides, I'll just use that as a general term, they don't want us to become dependent on them. When you're not expecting it, you know, they'll show up in your dreams or show up in a vision or show up, you know, outside. <laughs> I just know I'm going to be that kind of spirit guide, y'all. They're, I'm going to be... <laughs> Oh, shit. They're calling me again. (laughs) Exactly. So I say, so sure. I've had seven visits in my waking state now where I've seen the ships. There they are. Seven times. But if they showed up every time I called them, they wouldn't have time for anything else. And when they show up, does something come with it other than just the visual? Are you getting a message? Are you getting a download? It's, uh, I feel a physical sensation uh usually of love just like this overwhelming yeah it's like how can love be that strong it's just it's like when you jump into cold water it's a bit shocking it's like yeah love that takes your breath away oh beautiful is that how you felt with the whale shark yeah so i'm a free diver which means diving with one breath but i was scuba diving like for my first time so i was getting used to the equipment i'm used to not having equipment the moment that the first of the six encounters that day, the whale shark, my guide points and I look and it was literally two feet away from my face the first time right above me. I wasn't scared because I'm comfortable in the water, but I was so excited that I literally dropped my jaw. I didn't take in water because I'm comfortable in water again, but I did drop my respirator, which is my breather. You know, I, I was like, <gasps> and yeah. dropped the thing from my mouth. So I'm not breathing and I grab it and like start breathing again. But is water your sign? I'm like Aquarius, is, air sign, okay. but the water bearer. Yeah. 
sounds like you're very comfortable in water. So I was like, okay, it's, that makes sense. Water is my most reoccurring. Reason. Do you think maybe in a past really? life you fish? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you I think know. you were a fish? I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> Then the people well, listening are going to be like, okay, we're done. They're fucking crazy. Yeah, she, yeah. she has a gray alien in her room and he used to be a fish. We're done. You guys see where it says fish? I see fish. Yes. Okay. What? And then I'm going to keep going and it's going to say past. Oh, what? I was looking for something in my dream book and this is in here. It says fish, past, present, love. And I just, I literally looked at it as we're telling that story. So him and I are subconsciously having a conversation about what's in your journal. It, yeah. It's all validating. So real life is more fantasy. When you open your mind and your heart, it's like you realize that what we see as fantasy, like I love children's fantasy movies where there's all the magic, like that's actually real life. Right. It's not the movie itself, but the concepts the movie is bringing is actually more like real life. Real life is more like a fantasy. We've had these blinders put on us by society. I mean, I understand it, but how do you explain this to people? Do you have a good way to explain this? Because it's really hard to grasp that. Yeah, well, mathematics, which I'm not a mathematician, but like present science and physicists see with their crazy math equations that there's multiple dimensions. Somehow with math, the math itself shows that there's multiple dimensions. I tell you, I've been seeing, <laughs> like, it almost looks like water going down a shower, right? At the corner of my eye. I see it a lot at night when I'm outside. Yeah, so, so this is, okay, here's a good way to answer your question with what you experience. So normal range of perception, like, on the, when you look at the spectrum of visible light, doesn't mean visible to our eye, but just known light sources, we only can see 0.005% of all visible light. That's how much we experience, 0.005, not you... even a percent Whoa. of what exists. You know what? I swear to God, I did not take the mushrooms before I got on. They're <laughs> still in the bag. <laughs> Shanna and I only podcast about things that we've experienced. So she was the guinea pig for some micro dosing mushrooms. And she started how many I weeks? Just take me today. <laughs> Three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear the podcast on that. <laughs> no. Okay, so can yeah. I ask you one more thing? You said on, maybe it was on your website, you had put something, um, we don't live in the world, the world lives in us. I loved that. Ooh, can you that's explain? good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I like that. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some things come through and it's like, uh, you know, just write it down and then yes. I hear it later and like, mm -hmm. I like that. So I don't take credit for that. You know, it's just right. me opening up to information it connected to me when i read it and i have been thinking about that for like three days well when you look at gandhi's quote be the change you want to see in the world mm -hmm. it, it kind of connects to that because we don't live in the world the world lives in us always find the silver lining at least always mm -hmm. look for it every time there's no exceptions no matter how upset i get about something else every time i'm going to create a habit of looking for the silver lining and if i yeah. don't see it right away I'm going to be okay with that and know that I'll see it when I need to see it. As you start just like making that shift towards always something to learn from something, there's always a reason something's happening. Mm -hmm. Then you start to see the world change. Things that seem like, how is that possible? Like, how am I having the same dream at the same time? It can be like links from the universe, synchronicities. Yeah, there's magic. I like to use the word magic, even though it's not magic. It's all quantum physics. But the universe is always showing you that magic is real. It's showing you yeah, it's, it's showing us that there's 
outside of this box we've been put in by society and that window of perception of only 0.005% that there's so much more that exists. There's so much magic to life. And when we yeah. start to be more positive and learn to start to trust ourselves more, mm-hmm. the synchronicities just start to happen more. Yeah, I would like we could talk to you for hours and hours and Likewise, hours. Likewise, I'm going to geek out on your podcast and listen to them all. Thank you. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so the easiest way is actually just to go to my Instagram. And that's at underscore soul, S-O-U-L underscore dreamers. So at underscore soul underscore dreamers. It'll be in the podcast notes probably somewhere. Go to Instagram. There's a link there. As far as uh, dream interpretations, I will occasionally take those on request, but I'm not doing this so much as far as um, charging for them lately. I'm focused on the online course. The the course is called Get Woke in Your Dream Time. I love that. And that's a masterclass I put together. It's an audio course. So as you're listening to it, you can have your own inner experience. And that's a four-week course. So you get the first week, complete that, and you get the second week and so on. And and that's a self-paced course. However, you have access to an app, a self-paced course, but direct access to the instructor, myself. Okay. So if you have questions as you're taking the course, you just post it in the app. I see it. I respond. If you have questions with interpretation. Um, So you have guidance with the self-paced course. So on July 20th, I'm going to start a live version of the class so people can go through as a cohort. So we'll start together and we'll have uh, one weekly live class at the end of each week. You do the materials and then we'll also have third and fourth week. We'll have dream sharing circles, virtual dream sharing circles, because it starts week three, because by that point you've done the interpretation module. You can actually help people unravel their dreams too, to help you hone in on your Jedi skills. Well, that's awesome. I might have to sign up for that course. What is the cost of that? That is 333 is the discount rate I'm doing for like for talks. So it's, it's. 444 is, is the listed price, but I'm going to, I need, still need to create it, but I'm going to create a coupon code for, for listeners. Uh, do you have a 222? <laughs> a 222. For you, 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 I have a 222. Well, that's weird because my okay. code is 111. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been such a pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. Awesome. Like, You're so awesome. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.